Thanks for checking out the Airborne Youth Podcast. This week you'll be hearing a teaching from Ben Evenson. So here's what I got. Just this thing I have to say right now is 2017 is going to be a phenomenal year for each and every one of your lives. Okay? If in any way, shape, or form your heart immediately said, no, it's not, rebuke the spirit of the lie of the devil right now. If your heart said, no, it's not, because Jesus didn't come so you could have a miserable year. Jesus came, he said, I have come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. That doesn't sound like it agrees with God when your heart goes, this year is going to suck. However, the power of agreement is incredible for each and every one of your lives. What you agree with has power to dictate what does happen to you. Now, God has a great and wonderful plan for your life this year, period. What you choose to agree with has a great impact and effect on how much of that gets released into your life. Does that make sense? Adam and Eve didn't just obey God when they picked from the tree. Or did I say disobey God? They didn't just disobey God. They agreed with the enemy. When he said, no, you're going to know what God knows. And they're like, really? And they chose to agree with the enemy more than agree with God because God said, you'll die. And they were like, no, but we really want to want what the devil said. Like, they came to an agreement. And how did it affect their lives? Kind of sucked. Does that make sense? God didn't intend for that to happen. God didn't put that in their path. He said, be fruitful, multiply, live, and move and enjoy my creation in perfection without pain and suffering and tired or hunger or any problem ever. That's what God said for year one. And Adam and Eve agreed with the enemy, and it shifted their lives. You with me? So God's word for 2017, like Dylan said, this year and next year and the following year, is this will be a phenomenal year. Who do you agree with? You with me? Take it and go like, God, what are you going to do with me this year? If it's going to be great, take me there. And then hold on. <laughs> like, oh, my gosh. Anyway, I'm excited about what's coming. It's really good. And I've got an activity I want to do that's going to move into this because we have a new theme. That was just a word. Now we're going to preach, I think. We'll get there. New theme right here, okay? What lies beneath. I figure most of you weren't born when that movie came out, so most of you haven't seen the movie. It's kind of a creepy, scary, weird movie. But anyway, we're just stealing the title because it depicts exactly what we want to say this month. And as we move through this entire year, we want to put a massive um, emphasis on just eating the Word of God on a daily basis, on a minutely basis, on a secondly basis, okay? Like every moment of every single day, you can be gnawing on the Word of God and absorbing the nutrients, the goodness, the greatness of it, okay? Hebrews, you guys know this verse maybe, um, 5, it says right here, no, where is it? 4, sorry, 12, it says, for the Word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing the soul and the spirit, the joints and the marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Okay, here's the deal. You're exposed to God. Nothing is hidden. The Word of God is given to us for the purposes of discovering God. 
And that doesn't look like reading a book. It's different than reading a book because it's living and active. Okay? J.R. Tolkien wrote some really great books, right? Yes? But they're books. The story's not alive. Okay? It only, it doesn't apply across all cultures and all realities in all ages for thousands and thousands of years. What that whole story is, what, like 60 years old maybe, right? Or less? And it's kind of like, oh, yeah, we had the movie, but I did it Like, people aren't just, like, absorbing it the way they can absorb the Word of God and get new, fresh revelation out of it all the time, okay? So here's what I need. I need two volunteers. Keep your hands down. I need these to be people whose bedrooms are always perfectly clean. Who are they? Lydia, get up here. And Abijah. I figured they'd be girls because mine's not. Okay, you are too, Keegan? Oh, man. Well, hold on. I got two already, but I'm impressed, Keegan, for real. Very impressed. So here's what I got. This is going to be, these people, you're obviously tuned to detail, right? You guys are very into detail. Okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to show you, I'm going to hand you something. I want you to study it. And I want you to tell me every fact about it that you possibly can after, you, after I take it back. Are you ready? Here we go. Go. A silver seal down the side. It has like this man in the middle. It has kind of curly hair. It has a uh, five in the bottom right corner. And then is it right? Yeah. Okay. So what is it? It's money of some kind. From where? Okay. No, you're wrong. Sorry. Okay. Here we go. Abijah, take it. Hold it. Okay, tell me about it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Anything else? It's obviously Russian, I think. Good try. What? No, it's not from Australia, actually, at all. Okay. What? Now, if I gave her five minutes, would she be able to give me more details? More detail than that? She could probably talk about the back. Lydia, you didn't talk about anything on the back. Well, no, you had it. That was your decision to only look at one side of it, I think. You know what I mean? So, now here's another question. Okay? All right. Now... I just for just for the sake of it, this is actually a Korean five dollar. So yeah, it's pretty cool. I know he doesn't look Asian at all, but that's what it says. I don't know. That's anyway, it doesn't actually say that on there. I just know. Okay. It's true because I talk to people who know. That's right. Okay. And I've got some I've got some stuff from Nepal too. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, this one. That one's from Nepal. It's got a bighorn sheep on it, and it's pretty cool and all that. Now, here's the other deal, and this is 50, 50 ruples. No, rupees. Sorry, rupees. My bad. Anyway, ru- what, rupees, rubles? Oh, my, no, ru- not rubies, rupees. Really? That's weird. Anyway, we're moving on. Now, 
Abijah, I would like you to tell me about the $1 bill that you see pretty regularly. It has the Lincoln Memorial on it, and you can see Lincoln on it, I think. <laughs> the $1 bill? Okay, try, Lydia. On the $1? $1. George Washington's on the front. There's a dollar. Is that not George Washington? Yeah, it, is. it says, in God we trust on it somewhere. There's like a seal. I just saw a movie on this in Econ, so I could tell you some more stuff. Um, well, it's green. It has like a border around it. Then there's like uh, like an in, what's that called? Like a watermark? I don't know where it yep, is, though. Um, on the back, I don't know what monument that is. No, there's not a monument on it. It just says one. I just saw that. Yeah. There is a monument on it, but it's not exactly. It's not a monument. That's a pyramid. It's a pyramid. What's on the top of the pyramid? Do you know? There's like a shiny thing, a star. I don't. Does anyone know what's in the top of the pyramid? Whoa! Look at this. What? An an eye. All right. Does okay. Here's the real test for anybody. Oh, see, Tyler knows this already. I'm trying to see if it's still there. No, literally, the old dollars, oh, man, this is a bummer. It's not there anymore. No, it is. Right here. This is something really wild. It's right up here in the corner. You guys can actually go sit down for now. No. There's actually a spider. If you look at the one up in this corner of the dollar bill, in the little crook, like the little, the little swoop on the top left corner, there's a spider. If you look at it with a magnifying glass, you can find it. Okay. What top right corner, but it's in the top left corner of the of that one emblem. It's in the little swoop of the border around the one tiny little spider. Okay, listen. Yeah, you can see it. Keep it too. All right. Um, keep it. All right. I want to see if I can outgive God. Ha! There you go. How about that? All right. Does anybody want the the Nepal money? I'm kidding. No. Listen, though, can anybody right now describe for me what the Russian $50 bill looks like? It's got Lenin on it, probably. It definitely, probably. Okay, listen. Anybody know who's on the $100 American bill? What? No. It's all about the Benjamins, baby. It's the $100 bill has Benjamin on it. Benjamin Franklin. It's all about the, that's where the phrase came from. It's all about the $100 bills. You don't know this? Y'all are so like behind in culture, I swear. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. The what? What does it say? I forget. I might. From many or one or yeah, something like that. Okay. Here's the deal. I want to talk to you about this great, reality, guys, of familiarity with the Word of God. I didn't have to show any of you a $1 bill to get information about it because you've seen it. You've held it. You've touched it. You've experienced it. I handed them this, this, these bills from somewhere that, you know, like you get a few facts out of it, right? In a short time, you get a few facts out of something, but there's no, like, grit to that, right? You couldn't tell me what this would buy, 
Could you? What would you buy with 20 rupees in Nepal? Do you have any idea what that quantity is? Is that a can of soda? Or is that, you know, is that a five-star dinner? Probably, listen, these are things that you would know because immediately when I say, what can you buy for a dollar? You could go, hey, we got dollar stores, right? In America, I know, right? Okay, stay with it. Five below, right? This guy right here, well, we'll get you anything in the whole dang store plus a few coins, right? There's tax at five below, right? Five bucks will buy you that. The, the reality of interacting with the living Word of God in your life and seeing its benefits, seeing its power, seeing its strength brings a familiarity that becomes a part of who you are. You don't have to think through, man, what could you buy for a dollar? There's like, what could you not buy for a dollar? Like you could like go through a list of a million items right now. We could write them down because you've interacted in this reality. Does this make sense? So here's what I want to talk to you about tonight is this, as we talk about this, what lies beneath, how many of you know about icebergs, right? That you only see, they took down the Titanic. I know, right? My gosh, you have to do this to my ADD mind. Have you seen the Titanic movie spoof thing that's out now that essentially breaks down the entire movie to the fact that Jack is a figment of her imagination and a coping device for her miserable life? You have to look it up. It's so ridiculous. Anyway, not right now. Not right now. But look. Okay? Big iceberg. It's this whole thing. It lays it out. There was no record of him being on the ship. And then at the end when she's a really old lady, well, of course, there wouldn't have been, would there? Remember? There was no record of Jack being on the ship. That's what it says when they're sitting in the submarine at the end of the movie and she's the old lady and they're like so... There was no record that Jack was ever on the ship. And she goes, no, there wouldn't be, would there? She was all made up, her coping device to deal with her miserable life. Can you? It makes you look at the movie. It's why she let him sink and fall into the ocean and didn't care. He didn't. He wasn't even real. She did not care. She could have kept him on that piece of wood. What am I doing? Anyway, all right, listen. Here's the real deal. An iceberg, this is like totally realistic. That's a photograph of an actual iceberg, real deal. That's what they typically look like in all different shapes, forms, and sizes, but you usually see less than 20% of the iceberg above the water. I want to propose to you that reading through your entire Bible, you will gain probably less than 20% of God's truth for your life. But 100% of it is in there. Does this make sense? There's this great reality in this, and I got this picture when we were in prayer yesterday morning that just like blew my mind. I feel like maybe it's for this year, whatever. But I literally like saw a Bible opened up, and I was like, cool. I like the Bible. That's sweet. Read it. Good. Yeah. And then I zoomed in. Like I watched it. It was like one of these cool movie things. It was like total vision thing. Like I was like, I can see it. It's like tangible right in front of me. And I zoomed in on the words, and then I could like see words, and I was like, oh, cool. And then I was like, whoa. And then it zoomed in even more, and the words became like the letters became like this big. And I could see that each letter, like the black ink on the page, was actually a cutout, which you could see through into something that was beyond it. Does this make sense? Like literally saw this in prayer yesterday, and I was like, oh, my gosh. It's like 
There's this reality of reading Scripture when you can glaze over a page and go, man, i got to read a chapter today and just blow through it. And there's nothing wrong with that. Please don't get me wrong. But if you settle with, oh, my gosh, I did my devotions today. That was awful. I'm glad it's over. I read my chapter. I'm a good Christian. Like, you're missing the life in the Word of God. If it isn't a matter of, oh my gosh, what does this say? Looking beyond what lies beneath the words on that page and saying, God, what are you speaking to me? It's the reason we can read the same story, the same verse, the same little passage 50 million times throughout our lives. And I've grown up around church and the whole thing, and I've read the Bible stories, heard the Bible stories, and literally every month, at least once a month, I'm going, what? that's there? Are you kidding me? Like, I didn't know that. And then I get like caught on this realm where I was telling Dylan on Sunday as I get like sidetracked ADD big time when I'm studying the word, but I feel like it's like, as Charles would say, it's more of a a divine distraction. Okay. ADD people. Okay. It's a, a divine distraction means like God's going, let's go this way. Okay. Here we go. There's a limit to that. Okay. I get it. But here's the deal. All the time, I'm reading through stuff, and I read stuff, and I'm like, I slow down. That's like the key, I think, with reading Scripture. What I want you to catch out of this is slow down. Read what's going on. Put yourself in the picture. Go, like, right into the page, Superbook style, if you know what Superbook is, okay? Go right into the story and go, what does this mean? And I, I stumbled across some stuff in First Timothy this week that I was just like, well, God, like, uh, Paul's writing to Timothy, and he's saying, oh, these two dudes, they're teaching really bad doctrine and this and that and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, and it names the guys by name. It's like, oh, that's great. I'm in the Bible for being one of those guys, okay? Like, you know, like, so I was like, I've got to know what that is. What were they teaching? Because if it was a false teaching, he doesn't really lay it out. He just goes, they're teaching false doctrines and false realities. So I was like, Google. Seriously, in the same way, if I handed you this dollar and said, I'll give you one week to find out as much about it as you can. Are you just going to walk around and stare at this all day long and just go, what would you try to do? You might go to Google. You might go to a, 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 what? a teacher at school. You might go to a bank and say, tell me about this. What is this thing? Where is this from? Okay, now I know where it's from, so I can now go Google more. And you just kind of go. You ask people. You ask Google. You ask Siri. That's pretty cool, right? Anyway. But you'd have to start with big, generic questions. You'd have to go, like, literally on Google, you'd kind of be like, um, red money. Click on images. And you just start scrolling pages until you're like, that's the one! Because I have no idea how to search for this bill. And then, no, but eventually you'd find a picture, like, that's it! You click on it, go to the page, right? There's like... There's, like, this is like God's Word, but God's Word's actually alive and matters to your life. Like, ooh, good job. You came back next week and told me all about this bill that will do you no good. Unless you happen to be in Nepal. Like, tomorrow. I don't know. Like, and it will probably buy you a soda. Good job. Like, right? But we we could get captured in this reality. And I even was praying this over Xavier before, like, at the end of worship. I just got this so word for his inquisitive heart and his desire to seek out truth and not just go, like, oh, yeah, I guess that makes sense. He's kind of like, no, dig into it. And he gets, like, real feisty and argumentative, and I love it. It's like, come on, let's debate about stuff. And there's something in that, okay? It's like the Bible tells us it's the glory of God to conceal a matter. Have you heard this before? We've said it like a thousand times probably in here, right? 
It's the glory of God to actually take something for you and hide it like an Easter egg. And it's the glory of kings and queens, lady, sorry, okay? Kings and queens to what? Search it out. Not even just find it. Like there's that moment, but the adventure and the journey of getting from, I got to go find that, to, I got it, is like there's a process, there's this great and powerful journey where you learn things, you're strengthened, you're smartened, you're smartened. (laughs) Yes, that's on the podcast. All right, we'll keep that one. I know, I'm totally got learned. All right, um, are you hearing me on this though? Like, there's this life in the scripture that's coming, and it's like this great reality you can step into if you get over the whole, I'm supposed to read my Bible today. But let me tell you something, more than a supposed to, God says I should read, okay, Ben said I should read it, okay, I should do this, is this great reality if I was looking as I was like prepping for this, thinking about this over the last week and stuff, I was like, I looked back at my life, because I remember being young like y'all, okay, back in the 80s and 90s, anyway, I know, you guys are like, when was that, anyway, okay, yes, there was color and really cool pants, all right, listen, I remember looking back through my life, and I can think through middle school, high school, probably not before middle school because, like, you don't really think about stuff that deeply when you're that young. But by middle school, high school, you start looking at the world, and you start looking at yourself, and you start going, like, who am I? What does this matter? Why am I here? Like, what's the purpose? Is God actually real? My parents talk about him kind of like they talk about Santa Claus. Can't see him. He shows up, gives me things. Like, what, is this actually real, or are we playing another game that they're going to spoil when I'm, like, 18? Like, I don't know. Do you, like, do you get this? Anybody else have these questions? What's my identity? What matters? Why am I here? What's the purpose? I can look back at every single time throughout my life up to today that I can remember and look back and go, man, I had a struggle where I started questioning who I was. I started questioning if I was where I was supposed to be. I started questioning if people actually love me or like me at all. You know, it's like I start freaking out and going, if Dylan moves, is all the youth going to leave because they really only like him? Like, I get all these like questions like, oh, no. Like, okay, listen, when these issues, struggles, questions come up in your heart and in your mind, at least for me, I can look back and say every single one of those times I had not been consistently in the Word of God. Every single time. And I can, I bet, in this room, you can look at that and go, man. Because it's so rare that you're reading the Bible and going, man, I suck. If you're reading the Bible, I mean, you can read some passages and be like, they sinned and God smite them. Like, you're like, oh no, like, hey. But if you don't get the reality of God's love and why he came and put himself on the cross for you to pay for you, so that you can be released from the bondage of saying, like, you get the story of Scripture when you dig in and go further than, oh, that's cute. Oh, that's weird, because there's a lot of weird in the Bible. There's a lot of cute in the Bible. There's a lot of, like, freaky in the Bible. We're like, what? But you've got to look at the big picture. You've got to go below the surface of this stuff and see that there's more to what God's saying to you than that. And when you get there, when you're there and you lock yourself into this place of, I am in God's Word and I'm reading it, but I'm also asking the Holy Spirit. That's where it hits the road. It's kind of like, Holy Spirit, dunk me. Because you can't see the bottom of that till you're under the water. Sorry, because the surface of the water reflects everything and all you see is the sky. 
and you miss the bigger part of what's going on. So you can read the scripture in a similar way and just go like, oh, that's a dinky chunk of ice. And even when it reflects off the water, you can see the top of the thing reflecting off the water. You're like, ooh, it's double as big and still not impressive. But all you see is like, oh, there's nothing really there. I guess we'll just move on. Like, But if you're on a boat coming after that thing, you have no idea how big that thing is below the water where your boat actually is, right? There's a great reality that exists below that surface, and the Holy Spirit can take you there. Pretty much the only way to get there is with the Holy Spirit. You say, God, I don't understand those stories in the Bible. So much of it's like confusing to me. Like, Holy Spirit, you've got to bring this to life for me. And sincerely do it. And then don't go like, oh, man, I read a verse, and he didn't show up, so I quit. I'm done. Like, get this? I've been there, done it. And they're like, nah, I don't get anything out of reading the Bible, whatever. But the more you plug into this place and begin to realize this, the more you begin to see God go, I'm showing you who you are. I'm showing you why you exist. I'm encouraging your heart in this place. You want to know that you're loved? Read the book about the God who loves you more than anything. Or you can go to Facebook and go, I wonder if anyone will like my picture. Like, and then if they don't, your life falls apart. Nobody likes my selfie. I must be ugly and terrible. Like, Oh, you think I'm joking, but that's a real reality. Social media is a wonderful and powerful tool of connection and communication. But man, can it do the most destructive work on your identity in an instant. Because you look across that thing, you see all your friends, and the tendency with all of social media is we're going to show the highlights of our life. Click, 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 click. Wow, my friend's got the best life ever. I seriously watch my friend Sean in Australia right now because it's freaking summer and they're all at the beach every day. And I'm like, his life is so much better than mine. Like, But does he show a picture of, you know, like, I'm not saying this for him, but do people show pictures of, oh, man, our checkbook's negative $6,000 and our credit cards are $50,000 in debt. And nobody's putting that up on their Facebook feed and their Instagram feed, they're just going, I was at a party with all these people. And then you see it and you're like, why wasn't I invited? My life sucks. No one loves me. Oh, please, don't tell me you've not had these thoughts in your mind. Like, why wasn't I asked to be there? So guard your heart. Guard your heart with the word of truth that says you're loved, you're valued. God put you on this earth for a purpose, and 2017 is going to be a freaking amazing year. If you can agree with that and not fall into, but my Facebook friends are so much cooler than me. She's prettier than me. He's stronger, faster, better athlete. Why does he have a girlfriend and I don't? Oh, that's the question I know. I'm 13 years old and I don't have a girlfriend. I'm going to die. Oh, you laugh. Yeah, but in private, you're crying because you feel it, okay? I'm not saying, I'm not putting that on. I'm just saying, like, come on. You have that moment inside you that's like, why is everyone around me falling in love and no one seems to love me? I'm 13 years old. Shouldn't I be, like, on my way to the wedding now? Like, oh, you, again, yeah, but come on, girls. How many of you have planned your wedding already? Just saying, all right. Guys are like, what's a wedding? <laughs> It's like, you're in different worlds. 
People, it's okay. I know guys are like, seriously, they think about that? Some of you have named your children. Oh, yes, you have. You got a list. (laughs) Stay with me here. Good tangent, another ADD moment. But I feel like some of you in this room need to hear that tonight. Because you can, you can look deep down in the surface of Facebook, right, in the depths of Facebook, and you can see that picture of everybody that was at that thing, or, oh, my gosh, they eat out like the best restaurants every day. How do they afford that? Right? Or, oh, my gosh, they have the coolest shoes. Why don't I have those? Like, you can look to the depths of Instagram and Facebook without even flinching, but then you get your Bible out, and you're like, man, what does this mean? And you don't even try to see what God's actually saying about your life. I know, $5. There you go, $5 footlong. Are you, you catching what I'm going for tonight, guys? There's so many more things I was going to talk about, but forget it. We don't have time. So you'll get it at some point, someday, I'm sure of it. So stand up for me. Okay, I want to challenge you guys, and we got a bunch of ideas for some uh, other, like, challenge ideas for this year. Wow, but some of you need to hear this right now. Chris Vallotton shared this prophetic word about 2017, and he said, the prophetic dreamers are going to be revealed in this year, okay? Prophetic dreamers, that means the dreams that make sense and go, Boom, this is pointing and giving direction to you. It might be for your friends. It might be so flipping. Write your dreams down. I don't care if your dream is the weirdest thing you have ever seen and you're like, that was like bizarre. Write it down because you don't know what it might mean. And we're actually talking about doing some interpretation like classes this year. whole bunch of cool stuff that we got coming up, some ideas where you could learn to like, oh, that means that in my dream and I could do this. And you'll start to go like, oh, my gosh, God has been speaking to me while I'm asleep forever. But you want to know what sets the tone and opens that realm for God to speak to you? Ask him. (laughs) Say, Holy Spirit, visit me in the night. I don't want to sleep and have nightmares. That's stupid. Nobody likes to wake up in the middle of the night alone and afraid. That's not God. So say, Holy Spirit, I want you in this room. Every night I pray with my kids, surround us with your angels. Why? Because that's the agreement that we have with the heavenlies. We're not going to say, oh, God, I don't want nightmares. Like, that's just like agreeing the nightmares are likely and you're begging out of it. No, declare the kingdom of heaven around your home, your house. And wake up in the morning and open your Bible up for like two minutes and go, God, speak to me. Lay your face in it. Gaze through the letters for a minute. Okay, you can, I know, I want you to actually read the book and study and figure out what's going on in there, but there can be times where you literally, if that's what it takes, is get up, wake up in the morning, open that thing, plug your face in it and say, God, is there one word on this page that's going to change my day or the life of a person around me today that I could use? Is there one verse in this? You'll be shocked to see it. I challenge you to write that stuff down too. You'll read a verse in the morning and be like, that's so bizarre. And then somebody comes to you that day and goes, oh, man, I was like, this happened. Or I had a dream about this. And you're like, what? I just read a verse exactly with that word in it. Like, 
maybe, maybe not, but they'll be like, God spoke to me through that dream or through that word this morning, through his Bible. I think your dream might mean, what if you start interpreting dreams for people around you who don't know God? They'll be like, wow, that makes a lot of sense and brings a whole lot of peace to my life. Duh, what were you, here, what were you put here for? To be a light and bring life to the people around you. So get in the word this year, guys. Make it, don't get all beat up. Oh, I skipped yesterday. I suck. Now it'll be, and then you're like the next day, I suck again, and I suck again, and I've been there. And like two weeks down the road, you're like, oh, that New Year's resolution was awful, right? I was going to read the whole Bible this year, and I made it two days. And then you quit because you're like, because the devil says, you didn't do it. You suck, and you go, yeah, I suck. You just fell into agreement. Just grab the book and read it. Just do it. Get in there and say, Holy Spirit, show up in this and make it explode off the pages. Let me see through those words. What's the picture of heaven behind those words that you want to show me today? Put your hands in the air for me. Say, God, I love you. Thank you that you love me. God, I desperately want to hear your voice. I want you to speak to me. This year, I want to know what you've got in store. And I rebuke the enemy and all of his lies that say you don't speak or you won't speak or the Bible's dead. Those are lies. So Jesus, Holy Spirit, come. Be in my life, in my bedroom. Bring life from the Bible. God, I thank you for these amazing young people, God. Bless them this year. Encourage their hearts that this year would be so anointed, God. What could possibly come of a year of 80 students, teenagers, falling desperately in love with your word and transforming the world around them, refusing to agree that they're just going to have another year that's going to suck? God, forget that. We want to see the world changed. So bless them, protect them, anoint them. Holy Spirit, move in every heart. In Jesus' name, amen. This podcast was recorded live at a Wednesday night youth meeting. To find out more, check us out on Facebook and Instagram by searching Airborne Youth.